We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember you can always subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can always check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm joined by both of my co-hosts this week, Andrew Mertig and Maggie Loney. It is always good to be back on Friday shows with you guys, especially when we have an actual game to talk about. Uh, How are you guys feeling this week? I am doing great, Kyle. I am excited to watch preseason game two tomorrow. Maybe if I can figure out how to watch it. I know we just (laughs) talked about this pre-show. I'm in a panic because it's not on locally here. Uh, also pretty excited. Got this fancy shirt that nobody can see because this is an audio podcast uh, from homage.com. Uh, they have a really cool Packers line, so shout out to them. Uh, that's uh, H-O-M-A-G-E, uh, homage, right? Or homage. I definitely if would pronounce if you're very, H. If you're very Midwestern, H. maybe homage. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's cool too. So um, just just getting excited, right? Like we're we're within a month of the regular season starting and uh, things are getting very real very quickly. So how are you doing, Maggie? Yeah, I'm great. It's a three-day weekend for me. I'm going to go up to Green Bay on Saturday to see some of my favorite people that are in town. going to go not to the post us. shop. Yeah, well, we are not on that list. is my favorite Kyle. people. So. <laughs> 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 going to eat cheese curds, you know, do the things to make Green Bay Green Bay. So kicking off a three-day weekend with you guys is the icing on the cake for me. Well, we're glad to hear that. I'm a little bit jealous of that slate uh, schedule that you have there, Maggie. And I am a little bit concerned that Andrew has only lived in California for, you know, just a relative amount of months here. And he's already dropping his H's from words and sounding uh, yeah, what, the heck? what the heck, man, like you're you're from the Midwest. It's it's homage. OK, like <laughs> let's, get, let's get with the program. All right. <laughs> so uh, we got a good show ahead of us tonight, and um, of course it is preseason, right? We're we're in the midst of the preseason training camp. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're here to get you guys ready for this next 
preseason game. We're here for another round of our famous key matchups and X factors. As always, we're going to take some time and dive into the Packers upcoming opponent, their roster, and talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in the game. Now, this does have a little bit different flavor to it in the preseason, of course, but it definitely helps give a little bit of perspective perspective on what we should be watching out there as this game comes to us Friday night. Uh, But then, of course, at the end of the show, we will still give our X factor prediction and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But for starters, let's go ahead and just jump in, talk about where we're going to be focused in the Saints Packers game, what our attention is going to be on as these two teams square off on Friday night. Yeah, so I'm going to start with the elephant in the wide receiver room. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, had said um, he had expressed a little bit of frustration with the pass catchers on Tuesday, just saying that that group needs to become more consistent. You know, he cited drops as an issue there and poor route choices. Um, Those were a couple areas he was looking for improvement. Um, He talked about Jordan Love's performance in the preseason. Uh, that first week one in Santa Clara, dealing with a lot of those inconsistencies from his receiving core. Um, But then it sounds like, you know, Wednesday before joint practice with the Saints, he talked to the wide receiver room. And uh, so that's the matchup that I'm going to be looking at really closely is Packers wide receivers against the Saints secondary. Um, You know, I just want to see what these young guys, you know, they said that it was a productive conversation with Rodgers. Samori Toure, you know, told the media that it was very productive for them and they needed to take that to heart and, you know, rise to the occasion. And it sounds like they did that in practice um, in the joint practice against the saints. They did it on the field and now we'll see how they get to respond under the lights at Lambeau field, because, you know, as Rogers put it, if it's not cleaned up, then they're not going to see the field. That's just kind of the way that it is. So I guess a a quick addition to that, the wide receiver room would be that of course, this could be our first in-game glimpse at Christian Watson as well to see how he gets to perform with Jordan Love. Yeah, and I, that will certainly be a fascinating matchup and one that gets talked about, maybe even uh, an over-the-top amount. And I'm going to flip over to the other side of the ball and talk about one of the Saints wide receivers against a Packers corner, and that is uh, specifically Traquan Smith against Shamar Jean Charles. I, and I think Traquan Smith is actually fighting for a roster spot on the New Orleans Saints. If you take a look at their depth chart, but he has enough of an NFL resume that he also makes for a tough matchup for the unproven Gene Charles. And I, I really like what I've seen so far from SJC, but he's battling for that fourth roster spot or, or fourth position on the depth chart with Kavian Ento and Rico Gafford. And I think a good performance against somebody like Smith could go a long ways towards locking down that spot. Which actually brings me to another another thought. Like there are a few players like Traquan Smith who are in roster battles around the NFL, and several of them are likely to get cut. So the Packers have some difficult decisions to make a wide receiver, but they may not be done after that initial 53 is set because there could be some veterans and maybe one that they got a really close look at in practice this week and get to see in the game again who could end up being available. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. You guys have me excited for this game, talking about uh, these matchups with, uh, of course, the Packers wide receivers, and then talking about how the Packers secondary is going to match up against the Saints. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm going to be focused a little bit more in the trenches, and getting Elton Jenkins back felt like a small gift or a small miracle. Um, He's not the only 
player that we can talk about here. We're going to talk about the offensive tackles in general against the Saints pass rush. Uh, but Jenkins, he's one of the best players that the Packers have, not just along the offensive line on this whole roster. He's also one of their most versatile players. You can line him up anywhere on the O-line and he's going to succeed. And I think it makes sense for him to play a tackle. And I'm sure that he wants to play tackle. That would definitely give him an advantage as he goes into those future contract negotiations. Um, but there's a large group of players who could all be potential starters at tackle for this team when it comes around to week one. Yash Nyman has spent time at right tackle as well as left tackle. And then Zach Tom has done a really nice job at tackle as a rookie, um, though the Packers have kind of been moving him inside a little bit uh, even this week. So Royce Newman is the other guy who kind of feels like he might be in consideration to be that right tackle. Uh, but then rookie Caleb Jones also seems to be turning heads as well. So all that to say, I want to see how this group performs against these Saints edge rushers, because I don't know if Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport are going to be out there. They may not get a lot of snaps, but the Saints depth at edge is pretty good. They've got Taco Charlton. They've got Peyton Turner, both first round picks over the last couple of years. So it should be a good test for this group. And I think really could give us a picture of what we should expect when we look at this offensive line group as we head into the season. Yeah, so I know I kind of talked about the wide receivers as a whole and this idea that they need to step up, but kind of looking at that more granularly and individually, Amari Rogers had himself a really impressive week last week in Santa Clara. You know, I talked about the wide receivers, like I said already, but I'm excited to see the kind of progression that Amari can make in the receiving room and not just there, but also on special teams. You know, the kick return and the punt return jobs are widely, you know, up for grabs. Rich Basaccia met with the media today and he even said, you know, that not only is Amari competing with current guys on the roster for those jobs, but he's also competing with all of the players that may be available from other teams after roster cutdown day. So it's still very much an open competition. And, you know, I'm sure Amari is aware of that. He was taking kind of the first team reps in special teams at that kick returner spot. But, you know, it's it's not his job yet. He hasn't solidified anything. He impressed so far. He had the 50-yard kick return where he got leveled by Rashawn Gary on the sideline. But uh, two kick returns for him averaged 34 and a half yards. Also, fair caught a punt, which shouldn't be newsworthy. But fair catching a punt is apparently newsworthy for this special teams unit after last season. So... Really like, you know, the the game that he had in his sophomore season. Um, and I think he's going to go a long way in taking another step to that when it comes time against the Saints. And wouldn't it just be kind of fun to have like a parallel since he's already compared to Randall Cobb all the time for him to to bust a return for a touchdown. Um, but that's it. I just I really like Amari Rogers uh, and the the growth that he's shown this season so far. It's really funny that you say that because I was actually hanging up all the Packer tickets on in, in my office today, finally. Um, you know, because the Packers used to actually print out paper tickets that you could like, <laughs> have as mementos of, of going to games instead of the digital ones. Uh, but anyways, the only one that I noticed the whole time I was putting up, right, like there's a lot of memories in those kind of things was the season opener against the Saints after the Packers won the Super Bowl. And I was kind of like laughing to myself, like that feels like a million years ago, but it was Randall Cobb's rookie season, very first game. Um, so anyways, I wanted to pick a, a, a key matchup here that is is a little goofy, but I'm going to go with Ramiz Ahmed versus the goalposts. 
Uh, and there there hasn't been a ton of talk about Mason Crosby's health, but I'm starting to get a little nervous. He may not be ready to start the season. And if he is not, the Packers will be in the precarious position of trusting a young kicker in two very important divisional games. And Ahmed is kind of an interesting story. He, he went to UNLV and Arizona State, but didn't play football at either. Then he walks onto the football team at the University of Nevada, and he was signed as a UDFA by the Bears in 2020, but he didn't make it out of camp with them. So he then goes on to kick for the USFL's Pittsburgh Maulers, right? Everybody a big Mauler fan? I was uh, a Mauler fan, actually. Oh, okay. Do you remember Ahmed? <laughs> was, he, was he a big deal as your kicker? Um, mm-hmm. He, he well, he didn't perform that well. He, he made sixty three point six percent of his kicks, which of course doesn't cut it in the NFL. Um, but he did hit a sixty one yarder, so big leg potential to get more consistent there. I do like that he's wearing number forty five because I am big team kickers wearing weird numbers. Uh, but until we get clarity on Mason's injury, I will remain eager to see if Ahmed can handle the basics of the kicking game um, and and give the Packers a healthy option there um, that gives them a backup just in case Mason can't go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are going to be people furious, though, like if he's wearing 45 and say he's the last line of defense and like he has to make a tackle, they're not going to know, like, is that a linebacker or is that the <laughs> kicker? Like, there's going to be no tell. So, like, I mean, yeah. like, you got to think about I, those things. I like in college when the kickers wear like numbers in the 80s and 90s because it's like yeah. give those ugly numbers to the kickers. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like Alabama's kicker always wears like 99 or something crazy? I don't know the answer I don't to know. that I, question. I could be making that up. I could be. You never know. Okay. So, find, find him at Packer underscore pundit to correct him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, appreciate that. Um, so my next one here is Josiah DeGuara versus the Saints linebackers. And the tight end position has kind of felt a little bit like a mystery all offseason, right? Uh, Tunyon is back. It seems like he should be available pretty early in the season. Um, a lot of people had thought that Tyler Davis was going to maybe be that guy to step up for this team as the pass catcher tight end. But he's had some struggles in camp and then last week's game as well. So kind of feels like maybe he's fading in his maybe projected role. Uh, but Josiah DeGuara has just kind of been hanging steady in my mind. And of course, we know Mercedes Lewis is going to get his snaps. 
But especially with the release of Dominic Daphne this week, it feels like DeGuara's role might be growing a little bit. We keep hearing of impact plays that he's making in camp. We know that the coaches like him and have you know said great things about his work ethic and his reliability and all those kinds of things. It feels like the opportunity is going to be there. And I think that these preseason games are his chance to show that he deserves to be included in the offensive game plan, not just to be a depth guy, but someone that this offense can definitely trust and feed the ball to at times. And the Saints have Demario Davis. Again, I don't know how much we're going to see him at all. Uh, Pete Warner and Jaleel Johnson are the other linebackers here. They've both been missing time with some injuries. So whoever is left and is trotted out there for the Saints defense at linebacker could be a really juicy matchup for someone like DeGuara to, to exploit and make a splash play. So I'm looking for just Josiah DeGuara to make his – you know, presence known in the game and really make a case for why he should be a featured piece of this offense. Yeah. So those are our key matchups that we'll be looking at going into the saints game Friday night. Um, but let's talk about our X factors then for this game under the Lambeau field lights. Andrew, you can start. Yeah, I am a big fan of redemption stories. And for all of the same reasons that Kyle just laid out for Josiah DeGuara, I'm going to pick Tyler Davis as my X factor. And I think it's probably understating a little bit to say that this has been a rough seven days for Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a player who was considered a possible week one starter if Tunyon doesn't come back. And suddenly his roster position is quite a bit of a question mark. The Packers cutting Dominique Daphne, as, as Kyle just mentioned, that, that was stunning to me, but that definitely increases the chances of Davis making the team. However, he is going to have to clean up the drops and penalties really, really quickly. Uh, or, you know, potentially he could see somebody that is even behind him on the depth chart uh, make the team or the Packers maybe only keep three tight ends. So, um, yes. Young athletic tight ends tend to be infuriating. Uh, Davis has a lot of potential, but NFL roster cuts are filled with players with tons of untapped potential. So if he can lock in mentally tonight, not commit the penalties and hang on to the ball when it's in his hands, he could make a major difference for Jordan Love and really, really help to solidify himself in that tight end rotation. Yeah, I love that I ripped on him and then he was your X Factor. That's fantastic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But no, seriously, though, I'm so glad that you did this because... It's true because I think we have some serious recency bias with Tyler Davis because going back to last year, he was an ascending player. He was a player that the coaching staff was really talking highly of, that they were trusting with a bigger role. And then you're right. This is a seven-day period. Maybe a little bit of camp has been frustrating for for Tyler. But, I mean, we all have those seasons in life, right, where like maybe this isn't our best period of time uh but something that he could definitely improve on and i think we want to be pulling for him to do that and maybe this is his chance to do that in this game so um like that you highlighted that possibility my guy here is sean davis and opinions are definitely kind of split on who the packers third safety should be at this point in training camp going into the season which is interesting because you kind of you kind of want those things to start to settle out right uh but sean davis is someone that we've heard a lot of buzz about entering the offseason. He did well in OTAs and those kinds of things. The initial depth chart suggested that Vernon Scott and even Ennis Gaines were in front of Sean Davis, but Davis keeps making some plays in practice. And maybe the consistency isn't there. Maybe Vernon Scott gives you a little bit more of that consistency. But I think Davis has the higher ceiling as a player. And I think that Andy Dalton and someone like Ian Book 
they might float up some passes on on Friday night. So Sean Davis could have a chance to make some some plays and make the case that he should be that first safety off the bench this season. So I'm taking Sean Davis. Yeah, as much as I would love to make my X Factor Danny Davis so that we could talk about all three Davises <laughs> on the roster for this segment, he is not my pick. And I'm honestly actually not even sure if he'll be able to play since he dropped out of practice on mm-hmm. Tuesday with an injury and then he didn't practice on Wednesday. But I'm going to go with Isaiah McDuffie. And since draft night, you know, we've known the starting tandem at inside linebacker for this Packers defense would be Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. That's obviously not changing. But McDuffie is coming on really strong as a candidate to not only see some significant special team snaps, but to also make some plays on defense. He tied Chris Slayton last week for a team leading six combined tackles, including one tackle for a loss. And, you know, I think Chris Barnes is still probably the leader in the clubhouse at that point for that inside linebacker three spot. But McDuffie played zero defensive snaps in 2021 and 58% of special team snaps. So, you know, I I think he'll have an equally large role on teams in 2022. Um, But I also think that he's been making his presence felt in the middle of the defense in practice and in the preseason. So looking forward to seeing what he can do against the Saints going into this sophomore NFL season of his. Yeah, and so I know we wanted to wrap up the show with kind of talking about what what we see as you know, quote unquote, winning in a preseason game like this, because normally we'd be talking about what is the Packers' path to victory, and so we know the final score may not be that important, but there certainly are things that are going to come out of this game that could be very relevant uh, to the Packers moving forward. And I'm going to keep mine really simple because I have a feeling I'm going to be stealing the same storylines that all of y'all want to talk about. And so two things. I'd love to see the young guys on defense, the the backups and rotational players really show up because I think depth um, is something that could be a little bit of a concern. We know the Packers defense has a lot of really high-end starting talent, but then where does that depth fall in? Mm. And then number two, I want Jordan Love to shut some of these people up. <laughs> That's it. All right, with your uh, simple analysis, I'm going to expand on that a little bit. And I, I am taking the low-hanging fruit. I think a big win for the Packers would absolutely be Jordan Love taking another step forward. Last week's performance has, as Andrew said... It's gotten some mixed reviews, and I really feel like we saw a new version of Jordan last week. It's true. It was not a flawless game. Um, A lot of people have had negative things to say, maybe motivated by the three interceptions that they saw in the stat sheet. Maybe they didn't watch the game. No offense if that's, you know, your thing. But um, I tweeted that I just don't know how you watch that game from Jordan Love and determine that you know absolutely that he will never become a good starting quarterback in the NFL because so many people were saying that they've they've seen enough and that they're just ready to jump ship and they're done. But I think the strides that we saw in one preseason game last week was they were huge. The accuracy was better. The confidence was much more obvious. He got into a nice rhythm a couple times, and it, it was really easy to say that that was probably his best performance to date. And then this week, we've heard that he's had some incredible practices. It, it just kind of like there was the criticism, and then it bounced back to know he's practicing incredibly well this week. So is Jordan going to play? at a Hall of Fame level on Friday night, and we're all going to say he needs to be the starter. You know, we're ready to move on. Probably not, right? But if we continue to see that progression, if we continue to see the growth, stacking the success, and just evidence of more comfort for him, at some point, 
more Packers fans might just have to admit that the Packers future quarterback might be on this roster right now. And there's even a chance that he ends up being good. And I know that this is crazy, but that might actually be a good thing for the Packers. And we should be excited about that. But it's going to be really fun, right, to see how all this unfolds and to see how he performs this week. I know it's because he's a quarterback, but there's no shame in having fun watching a young player like Jordan develop. Yeah, so I think that, you know, the the win this week for the Packers is finding clarity. You know, Kyle mentioned the Jordan Love continued improvement. Obviously, that is huge. I'd like to see that same thing happen with the cohesion of the offensive line. And Kyle talked about it a little bit already. But, you know, as the weeks tick by, it's starting to maybe look like David Bakhtiari won't be ready for week one. But Jenkins might. And while it's hard to imagine Jenkins playing in the preseason, you know, maybe week three, maybe, but certainly not against the Saints. The Packers need to start figuring out their best five along that offensive line. Seems like if Jenkins will play, you know, to start the season, he's, you know, the right tackle. So if he can go, it looks from left to right to me like the offensive line is Yash Nyman, John Runyon Jr., uh, Myers, Newman, and then Jenkins at your right tackle. If Jenkins isn't playing, then the right guard and right tackle spots remain up for grabs. Jake Hansen got a shout out this week from Adam Senovich saying he had one of the best camps of basically anybody. Um, then you've got you know Newman and Zach Tom all in the running for those spots. So who gets those starting snaps going into the game against the Saints? I think will hopefully maybe give us some clarity on what the Packers envision for this right side of that offensive line. Yeah, so this certainly leads up to what I think is a really exciting and really important second preseason game, and we'll see how much we get to see the Packers, you know, quote-unquote starters go in this one, um, and definitely looking for some improvement, and certainly there'll be a lot to talk about going forward, so stay tuned to the Packaday Podcast to get all of those updates as we continue on through the preseason, inch a little bit closer to the start of the regular season. But that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Punnett. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star rating. You can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Friday. Next week we'll be back actually staying up late and reviewing the Packers' last preseason game. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Go, go, go.